1st of March 2019. It's been a long time coming, but welcome back to the Singaviel Google Hangouts. Now, remember that um, we're CPD accredited. So if anybody watching wants to get a CPD certificate after learning as much as they're going to learn today, by all means, contact any one of the team and we will organize it. The next thing is remember to sign up to our YouTube channel so you can be the first to hear about new properties for sale and interesting videos that we may make available online. The next thing is remember we have a podcast. So I'm going to try today to describe people and describe things in case you're listening to this on your way home on the tube and you're not watching it live on screen. So remember, we've got a podcast so you can download a Singavel podcast and listen to all the other ones from the past and gain your CPD certificates. Sign up to receive emails from singavelsales.com. And the last thing to remind you is we have on screen notifications at singavelsales.com. If you click the little red button at the bottom left of your screen, you will hear about, again, all new sales before everyone else. So that's the that's the introduction. Let's see who's around today. Right. So me, Neil Singer. Here is Dale Henry of Singaviel. Hi, everyone. Here is Doug up in Scotland, Singaviel. Hi, everyone. Hi. Graham Waddell. Afternoon. And we have our two guests. We've got James and Marcus from, is it, is it Edozo? Edozo? Edozo. Edozo. Yeah. Okay. Now I have to, as I, as people might be listening on a podcast, if I can just let me just try and describe. James is about six foot tall in a white shirt, very young, dashing young man. And Marcus, he looks a bit like it looks a bit like Superman on his right, with a nice pair of glasses. Again, there's one <laughs> thing though they're missing. Um, and if anybody, needs, if you need to borrow a tire, I can get this bike round to you now. Right. <laughs> I think you mean Clark Kent, but I do have my pants on underneath my trousers. Well, let's let's not go, let's not start describing your pants. Okay, so let's go. So you're in... not going to describe how we all look. Well, <laughs> no, okay, 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 Gra okay. Graham Waddell, beard, beard, shiny head. Good beard, shiny head. Dale Henry, beard, shiny head. There you are. There you are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right, let's first of all talk about um, some activity at Singvio Sales. Let's talk about the market and then we'll jump into a dozo in a minute. Right, first of all, Dale Henry is going to give us a review of some of the things we've been doing recently. Dale, I think you can talk about Northampton. We might talk about Wales very quickly and some of the things on the market and some of the things coming up. Is that a good idea? It's a good idea. Yep, happy to. Um, so, just a quick review. I mean, Despite the, should we say, tricky market conditions, we, we have been selling, I'm pleased to say. Um, in fact, the week before last, we sold a retail and office investment in Northampton within 48 hours of launch. Um, we went to the market on the Wednesday and generated some fast early interest, uh, which resulted in two parties stepping forward um, saying they wanted to buy the property. And after just two days, one of those parties submitted a online click to purchase um, offer, which was in excess of the asking price, which the client instru instructs us to accept. 
resulting in a, a media exchange. So 48 hours from launch to exchange on that one, which I think is a, a very good example of how our presentations um, allow investors to sort of quickly and easily understand a property and then our click to purchase provides the speed and certainty to both buyer and seller. Um, uh, another one, literally only about an hour ago, we exchanged on a, should we say, a um, challenging investment up in Wrexham, let's a new look, who, as you probably know, are in the middle of a CBA. Um, that one we were offering for sale by online auction. We had a party step forward um, prior to the auction um, with, a, with again, with an online offer, which the client instructs us to accept, immediate exchange of contracts. So that was done today. Um, should just give, in terms of just a quick overview of our sort of current sales we've got in the market, just very briefly, um, because anyone's interested in taking a look, we've got, we've just launched a, um, a property in Brighton, uh, which is a really interesting retail and residential investment and development opportunity. Vacant building in the town centre with planning consent for flats on the uppers. That's, you'll see a quoted price of 500,000. We've got a, a London roadside investment right on the crooked billet roundabout on, uh, on the corner of the North Cirque, which is just under 13 years to quick fit, where we're quoting 1.295 million five percent. Um, we've got a long income industrial investment up in Aberdeen with 15 years unexpired with an RPI rent review next year. You'll see it's, um, if you can see it's, a, it's an interesting long-term redevelopment um, opportunity. Um, uh, it's 15 years, 2.9 million, about 9% going to just under 10% next year. Um, other bits, we've got a, Sainsbury's investment in Poole, just under five years, again, right in the heart of the town centre, 1.2 million, about six and three quarter percent. Um, a long income retail investment in Windsor, prime pitch on Pescod Street, right by the castle. New letting, 15 years, 1.1 million, six percent. Um, we have an Argos, as you can see, in Worcester, again, prime pitch, a great covenant expiring in 2023, that's showing 9%, 2.6 million. Um, Graham and Doug have just launched a quick, another quick fit trade counter investment up in Glasgow, which they may want to talk about in a minute. Um, but I know that's, again, let's the full quick, quick fit covenant, 2024 expiry, 900,000, 8.5%. And I think that pretty much covers the current sales. Um, we have got a number of upcoming sales, um, a number coming through next week, so it's definitely worth keeping, keeping an eye. Um, register on our site for, for notifications if you haven't already. We've got, um, uh, we've got a bank investment in the Cathedral City of Ely, which will be about 700,000. We've got a Spec Savers investment in March. Um, which will be 9%, small, attractive lot size, 340,000. We've got another bank investment coming up for sale in Sutton Coalfield. We've got a prime retail investment coming up for sale in Richmond, led to a AAA tenant. Um, so quite a few coming through. Oh, staff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we've got a, this, this, as you can see, we're just about to launch this Waterstones 
in Stafford as well, which is let on a uh, long lease. Great, thank you. Thank you very much, Dale. So there is, as always, plenty to buy at Singerville if you want to buy some investments and we make it easy if you remember. So please do keep an eye and sign up to the rest notifications. Okay, so let's, I thought what we should do is there's some interesting things in the news to talk about generally. And at the same time, I think we can probably intertwine it with learning all about Odozo. So if I, shall I start? Shall I, shall, can I talk about something that I thought was quite interesting to happen in the news today or recently? May I? Yes, yeah. Neil. Yes, Neil. Right. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was Purple Bricks. Now, interesting enough, Purple Bricks share price today is now 142 compared to its peak of five pounds and it's launched i think it launched at about 120 didn't it i think it launched at about 120 and so the what's happened to purple bricks and there's been a bit of news in various magazines it's talking about um this uh, the ceo's departed um they haven't been doing too well in australia and they haven't been doing too well here so has the bubble burst for purple bricks i don't know has it They've just taken on the sponsorship of the Scottish Rugby International team, so <laughs> don't know what that says about uh, where they're going. But, oh, uh, oh, what, Purple Bricks? I thought you meant us for a moment. No, Purple oh. Bricks. Well, I think we'd, they'd be better with Singer Bell and Purple Bricks for the sounds of it. But, um, uh, I mean, that was just announced probably a couple of months ago. So it's an interesting what has happened to Purple Bricks. Well, I, th I think that what's happened, actually, I think it's symptomatic of the market. I think there's a, there was a lot of hype about PropTech last year. I think, actually, it's subsided somewhat, and the market is down. But I, I, I have my view about agency, whether it's online or traditional, is if you don't give people the service they require, then they are, are not going to use you. And I'm not suggesting that Purple Bricks are not um, giving the service that they should be offering. But eMove, obviously, have had um, closed. And I wonder whether the shine has come off that sector. Because you, there's still plenty of high street estate agents out there. So that's my view. Can I jump in with a thought? Of course you may. Which is, uh, you know, Purple Brinks have, have caused a lot of excitement as a, an online estate agent. But of course, they still rely on human beings on the ground to go and provide that service you're talking about. So we'll see where the share price goes in the future. And we'll see what impacts on the number of physical estate agency offices in the country. Uh, one perspective I have on Purple Bricks is they're not as different to traditional estate agents as they look. It's still human beings on the ground going and valuing property uh, and providing customer service. But I think it's, they're, they're not as transformational as a model as they're trying to present themselves. And maybe that's why some of the hype is starting to fall away from the ground. Yeah, could be. I've actually seen some very interesting new propositions coming up on the online estate agency world where their pricing model is somewhat different. I can't say too much because I'll be breaching confidences, but it's, it's actually be very interesting to see what happens. Um, but actually in London, if you went to an online agency, in theory, your price point that you, the amount you're paying your agent is actually relatively cheap. But when you go to lower value properties, I don't know, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a I don't know, up north somewhere where perhaps values are a bit lower, no disrespect to people who are up north, of course, I'm just saying if values are a bit lower, then the actual difference, differential between what you're paying on an agent and your pay local agent actually is not that different. But you're paying but, in advance, of course, with Purple Bricks, aren't you? 
you're sorry you're paying you're paying in advance it's a it's a flat fee in advance isn't it i believe as opposed to on completion of a deal i know some of the online agencies were trying to change their model a bit but anyway it's, i think i think you and i agree down there is a there is um the key thing is customer service but in, in my view more than anything else right anything else on purple bricks i think it's very interesting anyone else well i i personally I, I think they just I think they've just expanded too quickly. They they tried to crack America. I think I think Australia as well, haven't they? Yeah. And I think they just maybe have sort of before getting their house properly in order here. I think I think they've just gone for it a bit too. They they tried to expand too quickly. I, I don't know. If it, I wouldn't be surprised. I think they maybe need to sort of collaborate. And I I don't know. Maybe they'll. Is there a possibility of them merging with one of the corporate estate agents? I don't know. Possibly. That's that really. uh, uh, was that when you just said get their house in order did you mean to say that yes i did yes <laughs> glad you picked up on that <laughs> okay right i'm gonna i've got one more topic i'd like to raise with people before we learn all about idozo help to buy so another thing in the news recently was um persimmon facing the loss of the help to buy homes contract um a criticism about the quality of their property uh, quality of their build and meanwhile i think they're the biggest that they i think the md took a quite a big pay packet last year i think he took uh, it was quite uh, into the men, many tens of millions so i have a particular view about the help to buy but before i tell you about my view who wants to who, has anyone got any thoughts about help to buy No. Okay. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I, go on, Dale. Off you go. Well, I, I just, I just think personally, I see it as developers making massive profits, which is funded by taxpayers' cash. Uh, I, I don't understand why the government, you know, the government's. Why doesn't the government use the help to buy funding to build more houses rather than rather than lending the money to people to to push up house prices? You know, it just need more houses need to be built to solve the problem. Surely, I, I, I'd uh, I agree with that sentiment. I mean, uh, uh, there's been a couple of cases where developers are pushing prices because they know that first-time buyers are getting a guaranteed amount. So it's a, it's a very convenient uh, uh, convenient uh, win for them actually, and the consumer ends up losing out because you might be you might have equity in the property was not actually worth as much as it as you bought it for so uh um it is interesting um who's tapping someone's tapping um yeah thank i think help to buy is the worst idea ever created for the residential property market i think it has completely overinflated the market this whole idea of it's very simple. What people probably don't realize, and you're now beginning to hear the stories, is that if you buy, let's say, a flat for, I don't know, 500 grand, and you go and get a mortgage for 300, and you get help to buy of 150,000, you need a 50,000 pound mortgage. Great. And the 150 is, I believe, interest free for the first four or five years. And then if you haven't sold the property, you then start paying an amount on it. But when you sell your property for 500,000 pounds, maybe for 550, you've got to pay back the 150. So all of a sudden, you've got to find another 150 for your next property. So you're actually, you, hopefully you've had a very good few years and you've saved up another 150,000 pounds. But the chances are 
it's extremely extremely difficult to do so so chances are you're sort of locked but the second thing and here's the big problem 